Jackson on the drive, kicks it out for Mann. Mann, three-pointer, bang! Oh, what a man! Magic down the middle, just what I thought, a hook shot at 12, good! Here's Michael at the foul line, a shot on Elo, good! The Bulls win! They win! Now that's a steal by Murr, underneath the DJ, right there! Going up over Bell, Paul away! What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Dime Dropper for another post-game recap. This one, the game that does the best on Dime Dropper, Lakers and Clippers, the hallway series, third one of the season. But before we get started, you already know the drill. Make sure you're subscribed to Dime Dropper on YouTube. And, of course, follow your boy on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok if you have that, at Dime Dropper Pod. As you see, we are live in Los Angeles, California tonight. Site of the third game between the Lakers and the Clippers this season. Both teams going in with a two-game winning streak who was going to get the third it had to be the clippers the lakers are more shorthanded than the clippers right now no anthony davis no austin reeves no lonnie walker the clippers without john wall and luke Kennard, and that is advantage clippers all day long shout out to everybody in the chat tonight 19 people and i'm sure it's going to get only more crowded as we get this going so the Clips winning their 10th straight versus the Lakers. I'm not going to lie. I was a little bit nervous going into the game today because it's just felt like the Lakers are playing good basketball. They're getting some good wins, and it felt like they could have been due for a win against us. I mean, 10 straight games is pretty amazing. All of them in the Ty Lue era, so shout out to Ty Lue. He's never lost a game against his former team. But you you expect to win as a Clipper fan tonight. You know what I'm saying? We're the better team. We got to go out there and get the job done, and that's what we did. And I will tell you what. This was one of, if not, it had to be honestly, the best first half the Clippers played all season. And what was amazing about it was they never let the Lakers get within single digits. The stars were the stars, and they did what stars do, and that's hit big shots when it looked like the Lakers were going to make a run and the momentum was against them. They silenced the crowd with some big ones. But let's get into how the game started. You already know how each team is going to line up Clippers with Terrence Mann, PG, Kawhi Leonard, Senior, and Zoo. And for the Lakers, Thomas Bryant, who has been starting ever since Anthony Davis, has been out. He's been out for a little over a month now, but the report just came out by Dave McMenamin that Anthony Davis will be returning against the San Antonio Spurs in the next game. So that's good news for the Lakers. They find themselves four games below 500 after this loss, which is still in striking distance for that play-in, no doubt about it. Thomas Bryant alongside LeBron, Troy Brown Jr., and then Patrick Beverly and Dennis Schroeder. I was pretty convinced that Patrick Beverly was going to start out guarding Paul George to agitate him. But no, Troy Brown was guarding Paul George, and Patrick Beverly was guarding Kawhi Leonard. Of course, Pat Bev wants to guard the best player on our team, but oh man, oh man, I just couldn't help but laugh. It was barbecue chicken. He scored the first two times down, 
And then Marcus Morris hit a tough contested shot over LeBron. And then Paul George hit a three. And just like that, with the snap of a finger, it was 9-0 Clippers. That made me feel really good. Because if you've been listening to me on Locked On Clippers or even this season on Dime Dropper when I have gone live, I've been telling everybody that it seems like every single game, the opposing team that's playing the Clippers starts out hitting shots before the Clippers start hitting shots. Particularly from three. And in this game, that was not the case at all. It was the exact opposite, in fact. And thank God, I mean, we were due for a good first half. We were seriously due for a good first half. And we were due for a game in which we made every fucking open three. Like, we've had so many of those kind of games. It took a while for that to happen last season, too, though. I'm not going to lie. But in 2021, when we had Kawhi and Paul... We had games where we were literally hitting every three because they were all good looks. And in this game, we finally got to see some of that. Seven different guys hit threes in the first half of the Clips. And I thought it was because the Lakers just can't guard us one-on-one. They can't guard our stars. So they were over-helping and double-teaming Kawhi Leonard a lot tonight and Paul George and when that happens the Clippers can move the ball and the Clippers are doing a really good job the last three games of moving the ball off of these double teams that Kawhi is garnering and Paul George is getting as well and just knocking shots down and then Norman Powell attacking closeouts that's really changing everything is how well Norman Powell is playing right now and I know I still haven't posted that video of Norm talking to Brian Seaman and then talking to me a little bit I will post that on a day that the Clippers don't have a game Probably not tomorrow because we're going to let this video simmer, but then then probably on Thursday or something like that. But Norman Powell has just been playing literally amazing. I mean, attacking closeouts, but really what's been amazing is how hot he is from deep and shooting the ball. He is just on fire right now. But Paul George was cooking to start the game. I think he was the one that came out and set the tone for the Clippers, putting Thomas Bryant in the pick and roll. And Thomas Bryant, not a great defender. He's a little undersized for his center, standing at around 6'10", but he also just doesn't seem to have much rim. Like He doesn't really protect the rim very well. It seems like guys can get what they want on him. And Paul George was getting to the basket a little bit, hitting threes, and Kawhi, when Thomas Bryant was putting pick and roll with Kawhi at the controls, Drop coverage, that's just too easy. Kawhi's walking into mid-ranges, and he was walking into mid-ranges, especially with Pat Bev. He's not doing nothing on Paul. I mean, I'm sorry, on Kawhi. But I will say, you know, Pat Bev was trying. He was getting a couple of deflections here and there, and he did create a couple of turnovers, but the Clippers were getting whatever they wanted. Paul George had 10 points in the first quarter, but LeBron James, you know, you knew going into the game, the whole statistic, I called it. I know LeBron too well, man. I be telling y'all, I can have a PhD in LeBron James. I know this guy. I know he was well aware that we were the only team in the NBA that he had never scored 40 points against. So I tweeted two weeks ago, I said, he's going to score 40 plus against us, but they're going to lose. And that's exactly what happened tonight. And you know what it was? The, what, it, what it was? The Clippers were actually switching everybody onto LeBron. Usually the Clippers switch one through four and then Zubats is in drop coverage. And they were doing that against Dennis Schroeder, against Russ, against Patrick Beverly. But against LeBron, they were actually switching Zubats onto him because they didn't want to let LeBron get into his pocket passes and create for other guys. So they let LeBron go one-on-one and he's been shooting really poorly from three this season. But in this game, he had, I'm pretty sure either he tied it or he had his most threes in a game he's ever had in his career. Eight, Actually, no, nine. He, I think he did have the most he's ever had in a game tonight. Nine for 14 from deep. 
But I always say this, as a Clipper fan, I haven't been scared by LeBron in more than like one or two games in his entire career. And again, I wasn't scared tonight because we had too much of a cushion. We never let it get within single digits. I mean, he was going to get his points, but he had he had to get those points or else nobody was going to score them. It was those because Anthony Davis wasn't there. And then the other guys, I mean, we have a lot of length and size for them. And when Ty Lue is not bullshitting, I can't believe it's taken him this long to realize that playing three guards, six, five, and under at one time is just basketball malpractice. Now we're only seeing Reggie and Norm together at the very smallest, and they're out there with three guys that are six, seven, or over. It's a totally different ball game. We can switch so much, cost teams like the Lakers to play one-on-one basketball because they don't have really big men that can post up without Anthony Davis out there. So it's a lot of one-on-one in that second unit with Westbrook. But if it's a Zubats was switching on a LeBron, and I'm going to say this, he got at least four or five stops on LeBron tonight, if it's a Zubats did. And the reason that is, is because LeBron now, you actually want him, eh, I would say you want him to try to get downhill instead of settling for the jump shot. But I would say that's last season and the year before. Now that he's right now, he's shooting poorly from three. I'd say the opposite. You don't want LeBron to get downhill if you're Zoo. So he was sagging off and letting him shoot. But even then, you know, back in the day, LeBron is, even with a couple of feet of room, he's still getting by somebody like Zubots. But you got to also credit Zoo. You know, LeBron may not have that same burst anymore, even though he's still a freak. But if it's a Zubots, was able to slide his feet and contest a couple of shots and force a couple of misses out of LeBron James. So, got to give him some credit. Even though LeBron was still scoring on him and hitting a lot of threes and he was the favorable matchup for him, a lot of those were just threes with a hand, like a semi-contest. And we're going to live with those. And we're going to live with those because we won by double digits, you know, at the end of the day. It's not getting other people involved because two people are not surrounding LeBron James trying to make a pass. So, we'll take the threes. But anyway, LeBron started out hitting his shots, and the Lakers honestly responded fairly decently off that first Clipper 17-7 start. Dennis Schroeder in a couple of shots. Russ even made a three, and the Clippers were up 37-30 after one. I will say this. Even though Marcus Morris hit a three in the first quarter, PG hit a three, Robert Covington hit a three, Terrence Mann hit a buzzer-beating three at the end of the first. That's his second buzzer-beater in the last five games. He hit that half-court heave at the end of the first half against Houston. Clips hit seven threes in the first quarter. But the problem was, and we know this is going to be a potential issue with the small ball lineup, and that is... Robert Covington or Nico or whoever it is playing that small ball five getting eaten up by backup bigs. And in this game, Wenyan Gabriel was doing a really good job actually dominating the interior and getting offensive rebounds against Robert Covington. And it was scaring me a little bit. He had eight points and six boards and four offensive rebounds, but only played 14 minutes, which I find kind of weird. I think they should have played him more, although his plus minus doesn't look good, but no one's plus minus was positive for the Lakers. So... Yeah, Wayne Gabriel was minus 12, but that's irrelevant. 8.6 boards, 4 offensive rebounds. Honestly, thought he could have played a little bit more. But that was an issue for the Clips. That small ball lineup, having to keep Wayne Gabriel off the glass, need to do a better job of that. As far as rotations go, it was the same thing for the Clips. Paul George came out towards the end of the first quarter, and Kawhi played the whole first, and then Kawhi began the second on the bench, and Paul George basically played the whole second quarter and then sat out with like a minute 45 left or something like that. And again, Clipper fans know I think it should be the other way around because I want Kawhi playing the entire second and fourth quarter. But we'll see if that changes, if the Clippers lose enough games because of that to change it. But 
I thought Paul George was still doing a good job at the controls, that he was still creating a lot of good looks for the Clippers, and you're still going to have to double-team him with certain guys like Dennis Schroeder, Pat Bev, these guys guarding him. And you know what? Credit to them. They're going to try to pick up full court and be pesky and reach and stuff like that. But it's just not enough. Paul George is just way too skilled. He's too tall. And Kawhi Leonard is too strong, too good. Clippers still going to get good looks. And they were making their good looks in this one, including Reggie Jackson, who I still believe, even when, when Kennard comes back, he should not play. But he had a good game tonight. And it was nice that he had one of his best games of the season against the Lakers because there was a lot of random hype going into this game between both fan bases. I mean, I was, I was on Locked On Lakers yesterday to preview the game. And then, you know, I was in a space today for a long time. It was typical banter back and forth. Same old Clippers need to move shit. And you know what's funny? The people that say Clippers need to move, a lot of them, and like I feel like more than half of them that say that shit, Clippers go to Seattle, all that, are people that aren't even from here. Get your bum asses to L.A. so you can go to see your own team play. I'm seeing my team play. And I can see your team play, too, if I wanted to. So, again, we got a new arena coming. You wouldn't see because you don't live here. So, keep talking, bitch. Anyway, Clippers are still making threes in the second quarter. Norman Powell was just awesome. Continuing to hit. Continuing to get to the rim. Reggie Jackson hitting his shots in drop coverage, mid-range, three-ball. PG, though, was pissing me off in that second quarter. He had four turnovers, getting way too loosey-goosey with the ball. But overall, the Clippers were doing a good job taking advantage of double teams, swinging the ball, and making the right play. Defensively, you know, <laughs> Russell Westbrook, Patrick Beverly, Troy Brown, these guys take way too many threes for a team that sucks at threes. Every I don't believe Russell Westbrook, and I'm a huge Russ fan. I can't believe that this guy would take so many threes knowing that every time he takes it, I'm like smiling over here as a Clipper fan. I'm like, thanks, bro. You're just making us not work. It's a total bailout for the defense every time. I get keeping the defense honest when like LeBron kicks it out to him or something, but off the dribble, even when teams go under the screen, keep getting a guy to rescreen so you can at least take a mid-range if you're going to shoot a jump shot because the three-pointers we are so comfortable with, he shot four of them tonight, but it felt like honestly more. And Russell Westbrook, 4 for 13 in this game, 1 for 4 from deep. We were totally living with everything he was doing. And in the second half, I think he was worse. I think he actually had a decent spell at times in the first half. But we're just living with all of his decisions. And the thing that Darvin Ham does, and it makes sense, is he staggers LeBron and Russell Westbrook a lot because they're not very good together. And Russell Westbrook's not very good off the ball. We know the deal. They try to keep them separated as much as possible so Russ can run that second unit. But... Again, we're just comfortable with those shots. Troy Brown, Patrick Beverly, I mean, <laughs> weak-ass Clippers. Weak-ass Clippers. Get them the fuck out of here. That's 0-3, Bev. I told you you'd fucking reap what you sow. One for eight. One for six. <laughs> smells real bad in here. Psych, it's my room. It always smells good in here. It smells bad in your room, you crusty-ass motherfucker. I still love you, though, Bev. I still love you. But talking too much shit, you gonna get hit. You can't guard Paul George. Little guy. The little guy barking up a fucking storm. Woo. Sit down, son. Another shit performance. Although, you know what? He tried. He tried. He gets an A for effort. Yay, Bev. It ain't love right now, brother. It ain't love. You could not guard and you couldn't hit shots and you're taking shots left and right like you're some great shooter. Dennis Schroeder, 3 for 9, 33% from the field, 1 for 3 from deep. 
Troy Brown, one for five from deep. And funny enough, because of LeBron, the Lakers still shot 40% from three, 16 for 40. And it's funny that they're shooting more threes than us, and they're such a worse three-point shooting team. It just goes to show the low IQ of this Lakers team. No offense, Laker fans. I think you would agree with me. Thomas Bryant, though, was hitting. He was two for three from deep, and he's been shooting over 40% from three this season. But besides LeBron, if you take away LeBron, they were seven for 26 from deep, so not very good. But second quarter, I feel like I've said it all. The Clippers were 15 for 23 from deep at halftime. Norman Powell, Nico Batum, everybody was getting in on the act. And again, these were open shots. You know, it wasn't like the Clippers were doing that many outrageous things. They were just moving the ball well and taking advantage of getting doubled. So the Clippers were up 77 to 54 at halftime. The Clippers, I um, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure I'm right because I fucking cover the team. I don't think we've had a half where we've been up 20-plus at the break. Correct me if I'm wrong, Clipper Nation, but I don't think we've had a half that we're up 20-plus at the break. This was our best first half by far, and one of our best three-point shooting games, probably our best. 19 for 38 from deep, yeah, that's probably our best three-point shooting game. And the second half, you knew the Lakers were going to make a push. You just knew it, and they did a little bit. I think they tightened up the defense just a little bit. And then LeBron just continued to hit. I mean, he was just scorching, getting to the basket when he could, trying to get Zubats in that pick and roll to shoot over him. And a couple times tried to get downhill, but wasn't having as much success. The only time besides a three that he scored on Zub was on a nice back cut. But Thomas Bryant started to make some shots. Felt like they were starting to get a couple of stops, forced a couple of turnovers. But overall, I wasn't worried whatsoever because every single time, the Lakers made a push and cut it down to around 14. In the third quarter, it was 14 was the closest they got. Kawhi or Paul would just make a huge shot. Like with the defense draped all over them or, or Patrick Beverly or Dennis, whoever it was, Troy Brown all over them, a turnaround or just a fadeaway, just one of their patented jump shots and shots that nobody on the team could hit. Paul George did that on many occasions. Kawhi Leonard did that on many an occasion. And by the way, the Clippers outscored the Lakers 40-24 to in the second quarter. And for Clipper fans, that is huge because they've been so abysmal in second quarters so far this season and really in the last month or two. It's been absolutely terrible. Absolutely terrible. But third quarter, I mean, it was a LeBron show. It was a LeBron show, and I think the Laker defense really tightened up. But I also think the Clips, like, we just missed threes. You know, Terrence Mann didn't have a great shooting night tonight. Actually, yes, he did. Holy shit. Wow. Felt like he was missing threes. Five for 10 from the field and four for seven from deep. And by the way, I want to say Marcus Morris only played 10 minutes. He got a rib contusion. So I wonder how many games he's going to miss with that. If you know what my thoughts are on senior, as much as I love the guy, that's not going to be that big of a loss. It could be addition by subtraction. In fact, uh, maybe a little bit more Amir Coffey or Musa Diabate in those games without him. If he misses any games at all, that means Nico's going to start. And you know I'm fine with that because that's what I want anyway. But when is Kennard coming back, man? Shit. Basically, everybody played well for the Clippers tonight. I think Norman was great. Reggie was great. Roko was great. Nico was great. And the starters did amazing. I mean, Senior didn't play much. Zoo. I already talked about his defense. He didn't really score much. And again, a lot of Laker fans were talking about how Thomas Bryant can't guard. And I can't believe that, actually, I can believe that the Clips, that we didn't go to Zoo in the post and try to get him going, try to get Thomas Bryant in foul trouble or anything like that. But you know why. It's because they just don't seem to trust Zoo with the ball like that, man. And I'll tell you what, it really does piss me off that they don't give him the ball in the post a couple times a game. One thing I will also mention, I have to mention it, 
It's the second time we've seen this, that Tyloo has done it. He did it, actually third. He did it a little bit against Dallas, did it a little bit against Philly, and now against the Lakers. He puts Zubats on the weakest offensive player on the other team, and then he puts Paul or Kawhi on their center. So when the best ball handler, James Harden, Luka, LeBron, put that set, or their center sets them a screen, now it's Paul George or Kawhi switching onto them as opposed to Zoo guarding them, and Zoo can hide, kind of like what LeBron and Kawhi were doing tonight, guarding the weakest players on the other team. But you saw Zoo do that a little bit, guarding Troy Brown at times, guarding Pat Beverly at times. And I thought it was funny when Pat Bev had Zoo on him and just couldn't get by him and just shoot a three and brick. But you saw a little bit of that. And because Thomas Bryant's not really a back-to-basket big, Paul George can get away with the switch. Paul George can get away with guarding him, period. And that's because they don't want to let LeBron get an advantage putting Zoo in the pick and roll. But eventually they just kind of did it and lived with the consequences and it was okay. But, oh boy. Overall, third quarter, I think the Lakers tightened it up on defense, 28-21. to They actually won that quarter, and I think a big reason was Patrick Beverly and Dennis Schroeder fronting Kawhi, especially in the post. And you really, really saw a deficiency, and I think this is league-wide. It goes back to the fundamentals. It goes back to my video, Is the NBA Getting Better and Better, that I made a couple of years ago. Entry passing is such a lost art. None of our players trust their ability to throw an entry pass. They don't even look for it. And when they do, they are just wayward as hell, especially Paul George. You're getting a couple turnovers with just awful entry passes. In my opinion, Kawhi should have had 35-plus points tonight because the amount of possessions that Patrick Beverly's ass was guarding him was just ridiculous. They should have given given him the ball more, but they didn't trust their entry pass. And I'll tell you what. The Clips were cold until Terrence Mann hit a big left corner three in that third quarter. And as I said, PG and Kawhi hitting occasional big shots to stop the run. And LeBron came out towards like, I want to say four or five minutes left in that third quarter and set up the rest. But the Lakers did a good job of not totally tanking in those non-LeBron minutes. We were up 17 after three. Norman Powell was continuing to ball. And going into the fourth quarter, all I was saying was just don't choke just don't choke and they didn't but I'll tell you what LeBron didn't make it easy man he was hitting everything and what was I getting scared no because they never got it within single digits and I think when Ty Lue called a timeout when the Lakers got within 10 the way we responded off that was just huge Paul George had a couple of insane shots to stop momentum fade away in the corner over I think it was Patrick Beverly there was another one to beat the shot clock. And then there was another one running right-handed, like floater off the glass, contested as hell. Unbelievable the way he overall played and answered the bell tonight. And then Kawhi Leonard continued to be aggressive. And then the play that, in my opinion, changed the game. Again, Russell Westbrook, Troy Brown, these other guys, they're just taking such bad shots. There was one stretch where the Lakers cut the game down to 15. And then Troy Brown, had they had the ball. I think this was with LeBron on the bench. Troy Brown shoots a step-back contested corner three. On the next play, they still get a stop. Westbrook shoots a three with like 15 on the shot clock. They get another stop, and then Russ just goes one-on-one and throws up a reckless floater where he thought he got a foul. I mean, just a very low IQ team. And for Russell Westbrook to be in his 15th season at this point and still making these mistakes that we saw in years three and four is just appalling. I honestly feel bad for him that he still does this. But LeBron James, he was hitting his threes, man, especially from the wings. He was hitting his threes, 
But the play that changed the game, Russell Westbrook inbound from the baseline, threw the ball. It was stripped or intercepted by Paul George. And Paul George, besides one or two lapses in concentration, he was so much better defensively tonight than we've seen recently. Just more attention to detail. He clearly wakes up for the Lakers. Good lateral movement and guarding on multiple possessions. And a huge steal there where he dove on the floor. Didn't end up actually getting the ball when he went to the floor. Dennis Schroeder came up with it but threw it to Kawhi, who had an and one that totally changed the momentum of the game. Clippers get a stop, and I was nervous that Reggie Jackson was ending the game because Reggie was hitting big shots in this one. In the beginning of the fourth quarter, he really was hitting some big shots. He was he had it going from three. He hit some floaters, even got an and one in the fourth quarter. He had 19 points, three rebounds, five assists, only two turnovers, on 7 for 13 shooting and 4 for 7 from deep in 26 minutes. So Reggie Jackson had one of his best games of the season, bar none. Bar none. And he hit a huge 3 there to put the Clippers up by 15. And then Russ, Kawhi switched on to LeBron at the end. And by the way, Kawhi was very quiet defensively most of the game besides a, a nice block or two. Paul George, I thought, had a better defensive game than Kawhi, even though he probably made more mistakes. Just because I think he was just guarding, was put in tougher defensive situations, but I think Paul George overall had more plays where I was impressed with him defensively. Kawhi, though, ended up guarding. And LeBron, on defense, I didn't even mention him at all. The only play that he was involved, it felt like, was that one where he tried to save the ball and fell over the first row, courtside seats. But overall, LeBron is clearly conserving on, for offense on the defensive end with AD out. He was just sitting in the corner, just sitting on the block. You know, Same thing we saw last season, really not guarding anybody. Even tried to close out on Rocco, close out, quote-unquote, and Rocco just blew by him and scored. But with all with the, with the load he has to carry offensively and the age that he's at, it's, it's still remarkable for him to even do what he's doing. The roster is just not very good. The, the Laker fans, you guys, I mean, of course, there's a reason to be mad at Westbrook and the guys on the team, but... This team is not supposed to beat the Clippers without AD. It's just not supposed to happen. You're not nearly as good of a team. And Norman Powell, Paul George, Kawhi were just a phenomenal. And even Reggie Jackson. I was nervous that we were closing the game with Reggie, but when he made that three to put the Clips up 15, I keep saying the Clips because I'm so used to being on Locked On Clippers now and trying to say we less, but it's fucking we, man. We got that dub tonight. And that was all she wrote. Clips went up 18 and Darvin Ham threw in the towel. LeBron James gets his 40. Congratulations to him. 30 points, 40 plus points against every single NBA team. And it's an amazing achievement. But it don't matter because you got the L. And that's 10 straight with Ty Lewis coach. Three straight for us. We are starting to play much better basketball. And it starts with two things. The simplest two things. The only two things that needed to change. Kawhi Leonard and Paul George need to stay on the court together. I'm going to mention again. Only one back-to-back from now until the beginning of March. That's January 28th and 29th. So besides that, they should play every fucking game. Second thing, Ty Lue not playing three guards at once. Playing with wing stop. Like we, and let's get into the line so we can talk about the individuals. Let's start with the Lakers and get them out of the way. 115 to 133 is the final. 35 to 33, the Clips won the fourth quarter. They did an amazing job of not letting the Lakers get within single digits. And I'm so proud of them for that because it's so easy to let a team get really, really close. And the crowd was getting into it. LeBron was getting hot. They didn't let the clip the Lakers get within 10. And that's the sign of a great team. And it goes back to those momentum-stopping shots by our two stars. And we had two stars to their one. And that was the difference. 
For the Lakers, Max Christie played 17 minutes, and I actually thought he had some impressive defensive plays. He had a steal. He had five points, two rebounds on two for three shooting and one for two from deep in 17 minutes. Wenyan Gabriel already mentioned 8.6 boards in 14 minutes. Juan Toscano-Anderson got 12 minutes and was very quiet. Four points on two for five shooting, 0 for two from three. Just, just really not a very good offensive player. And then Russ, 25 minutes played for him. 17 points, five dimes, only one rebound, which is pretty low for Russ. Four for 13 from the field. One for four from deep and eight for 13 from the line. I mean, credit him that he got to the line 13 times, but eight for 13, it's just not great. The starters, I already said Dennis Schroeder, three for nine, seven points. Patrick Beverly, one for eight, weak-ass Clippers. One for six from deep. Together, they were four for 17, Pat Bev and Dennis Schroeder. Thomas Bryant, another very efficient game, but he comes with his defensive deficiencies. 15 and seven for him. That's seven rebounds, of course. Six for 11 from the field, two for three from deep in 29 minutes of play. Troy Brown, seven points, three for seven. He actually wasn't bad from the field, one for five from deep. And then LeBron, 46 points, eight rebounds, seven assists, and no turnovers. My God. Was still minus 14 when he was on the court. 16 for 29 from the field. He shot more threes than anyone on the Lakers shot shots. And he honestly was warranted. 14 threes for him attempted, nine of them made. Great game. Again, didn't scare me much. The Clippers, 133 points. The offense has really been better lately. We're starting to climb up in the offensive ratings category because we were like bottom three a couple weeks ago, but we're falling down in the defensive category, which honestly matches the eye test. I've always thought we were getting lucky with the schedule. We're not actually playing great defense, especially when Ty Lue plays three guards at once. So we're climbing. We're not climbing down we're falling down the defensive rating ladder but we'll see where we at in the end of the season i think it'll be more balanced but 133 on the board and that's because of Kawhi leonard and paul george playing and mainly Kawhi leonard because paul george was playing a good amount it's only more Kawhi and paul playing and Kawhi was the one that was missing so many games early but the clippers did a better job of taking care of the ball overall despite paul george's four turnovers that he had all in the second quarter 12 turnovers as a team for us four from him <laughs> That's the one thing with Point Paul George. We've seen it again, and he did a great job. The offenses look great with Point Paul George, but that man needs to take care of the ball. He needs to take care of the fucking ball. 15 turnovers, I'm sorry, for the Clippers. 15. Seven for the Lakers. They did a better job taking care of it than us. Four of them from Paul. But let's read the lines. Nine-man rotation for the Clips. Reggie Jackson, 19 points, five assists, three boards, seven for 13 shooting, and four for seven from deep. Amazing. Norman Powell. 22 points, four rebounds, four assists, eight for 12 from the field, 66%, and four for five from deep, 80% from three. Only got to the line two times and made both. The guy is playing so well right now. We are the breeding ground for sixth men, and Norman Powell is putting his name in those sixth man of the year sweepstakes with each passing game. Nico Batum doing his thing, defending, making the extra pass, making the extra pass so much that he had Six assists in this game, more than any other Clipper. Four points, six boards, six assists, one block on only two shots. Both of them were threes. He made one of them. That's our French army knife right there. And speaking of a guy who has size, knocked down every shot he took tonight. Three for three from the field, two for two from deep, 
eight points, four rebounds, four blocks in 19 minutes. The man we've been complaining has not gotten enough minutes. One of the two, Robert Covington, who's got the fastest hands this side of the Mississippi, baby. Because holy fucking shit, this guy's hands are amazing. I'm not talking Chris Paul level, but like right underneath. I mean, wow. The amount of strips, like balls he gets his hands on, rotating on defense is just incredible. He had the highest plus minus of any bench player on the Clippers tonight with plus 14. Just phenomenal. Marcus Morris only had five points on two of four shooting in 10 minutes before the injury. I hope he's okay. Terrence Mann is obviously the starter with the least amount of minutes besides him. 26 minutes for Terrence. 17 points, three boards, two assists, two steals, no turnovers on five for 10 shooting and four for seven from three. And I love that Terrence was less hesitant tonight. Just another great game for number 14, who continues to be amazing in his starting role, which again, he should have been getting 20 plus minutes every game from the beginning, but whatever. It took 50 games and this was game number 50 for the Clippers. 26 and 24 on the year through 50. We'll take it. Zoo. Overall, really solid game for him. I love the way he defended, especially against LeBron. He tried his best. Six points, eight boards on three for four shooting, one block. And then the two main men, Kawhi Leonard, 25 points, nine rebounds, three assists, two steals, two blocks, only one turnover. He continues to just be that dude. One of the best players in the world again. He is on a tear in these last 10 games. He was 0 for 4 from 3 tonight, which means he was 11 for 12 from 2. And mind you, he was basically shooting all jumpers, all shots from around 5 feet to 18 feet. The guy is spectacular, man. He just needs to play. It's so frustrating how great he is. He just needs to play. And Paul George was great tonight. He's my player of the game. 27 points, 9 rebounds, 4 assists. Yes, they came with the 4 turnovers. One block. He should get credit for the steal, even though he won't. It's going to go down as Kawhi's steal, but the one that led to the Kawhi N1 against Dennis Schroeder. 11 for 20 for Paul. That's 55% from the field. 3 for 9 from deep, so he didn't shoot too well from 3. And he only got to the line two times, but he made both. We'll take it. Clippers win three in a row. That makes 10 in a row against the Lakers. 133 to 115. Hallelujah. Thank God. Now we're going to go to the live subscribers waiting oh so patiently in the chat. Thank you for joining me. And we'll be back. Don't know when the next episode is going to be. Probably Lakers and Spurs. Definitely Clippers. and uh, I don't think I'm going to be live for Clippers, Spurs. But Lakers, Spurs, maybe. Good night. Thank you so much.